Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Well, I was thinking about what to to share, you know, starting a new year, a uh, new series, whatever. So this isn't a series, this is a one-off, all right? But um, I thought we could think about thinking a little bit, all right? Just what, what are we thinking about? Um, a lot of people think about lots of different things, but one of the things that I started thinking about is how we are so encouraged these days to multitask. You're familiar with that term, right? Multitasking. And and so um, I thought we'd just kind of hone in today, and there's not going to be any pictures to look at. So you've got to look at me or your Bible, one of the two. So you take out your Bible or your Bible app. Um, we're going to be in the Word today. But I just want to talk about multitasking. Now, this is not a new thing. This has been around for a long time. When I was a kid in high school, I remember multitasking. Um, you go to your bedroom to do your homework. But then you put your stereo headphones on or your your radio that you had back then. I had a little transistor radio. And uh, so you turn on your radio to your favorite station, listen to your rock and roll. And then you're doing your reading of your history book or whatever you're doing. Then you're talking on the phone with your girlfriend. And uh, my mom would say, you're not studying. You're not really studying. Right. I hate to admit she was right because uh, and, and the reason that I, I kind of sloughed it off is because some of the things that we studied in high school, I, you know, if I got a B, fine. You know, nobody's going to ask me, what did you get in geometry? No one has ever asked me that question. If you want to ask me that question later, I'm happy to tell you that I got a B, okay? Um, but, you know, it just didn't seem that important to me. And so I was able to juggle a lot of things at one time because not any, any of them weren't that important, except for me, my girlfriend thought it was supposed to be that important, you know. But uh, so you, you multitask. And so we, we do that today, too, right? I mean, it's so easy for people. Anyone see anybody in a car going in a car and they're doing all I've seen women that have are able to hold a phone and do their eyebrows and still somehow drive at the same time. I don't get it, but it's possible, right? And, and and so we multitask, we do all these things at the same time, and what are we really accomplishing? I think that um, doing all these things at once are really not that good for us, because we don't really focus on one thing, the most important thing, right? Sociologists say that that through the wonders of billboards, media, ads, and junk mail, we are asked to process over 1,600 pieces of information per day. Wow, wow. Dr. Eric Sandris tells us people these days are getting a lot done or at least look busy much of the time, but most people have a hard time staying focused on one thing or even one person for more than a few minutes' time. He goes on to say this, Unfortunately, my mind is so preoccupied with little and big things that nothing stays in focus for long. 
Thoughts dance around my head like a television remote gone rabid. <laughs> I love that. You know, what's the result? This is an interesting um, analogy. Sanders goes on, he says, he likens our minds to the overworked soil that caused the dust bowls uh, in the American farmlands in the 1920s. Now, some of you may be old enough to remember your parents who actually moved from Kansas and, and Oklahoma, maybe Arkansas, and they came to California because of that dust bowl. And you wonder, it was all because of overworking the land. But um, from a spiritual standpoint, I think it represents uh, a frightening reality for those who are really hoping to connect with God. Um, We are, in a sense, doing so much that we are overworking our minds, but only kind of a fraction of the, the depth that it needs to be. And so we do a lot of things, but not very well. We, we, we get involved in so many things, so many ideas we're processing, so many questions we're having to answer that we don't really take time to stop and think. We heard a lot of people share that this morning. You know, we get, we get so distracted that we don't really spend enough time in the Word. Even the children said it. You know, there's enough time to read the Bible. There is enough time. You know, one of my first real jobs was was working for an elderly man uh, down the street. He was a retired um, uh, oil something or other. He worked with the oil company, and he was very wealthy. And he had this beautiful home, and he 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 employed me the whole summer, four hours a day, five days a week, to just garden. And he taught me about propagation and cutting plants and 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 moving plants around the place and, and how to do stuff. And, and, and I enjoyed it all except one thing, and that was the watering. You know, for me, it was like, okay, I've got to water all these plants. And he showed me how to water. And what he would do, he had a soaker on the end of his, uh, on the end of his uh, um, uh, hose, and I would put it down someplace and he'd say, okay, now, that's got to be there for a half an hour. I'm going like, what? Half an hour? That? No, he says, we're going to slow soak because it needs to take the water slowly and then it goes deep into the roots. And in my mind, I'm going like, just give me that hose, turn it on full blast and <laughs> we're done, you know? Um, and no, he wouldn't let me do that. He wouldn't let me do that. I had, and it, it literally took three whole four-hour days to water his place. And I said, well, what do I do when when it's soaking? He says, you wait. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is boring, right? But he taught me much about gardening. And as I uh, learned about patience, you know, versus quick watering, um, I was reminded that, you know, the water only penetrated the just top layer of the soil when you quick watered, but it goes deep when you let it sit and soak a long time. You know, um, I think we need to think about thinking more. 
Um, one of the interesting things in Scripture, it, it says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, For as he thinks within himself, so is he. How much time do you just take to think about stuff? Really? I mean, there's so much going on, so many messages, so much information just, just coming at us at light speed that we don't take time to think deeply about things, to sit and let it soak in. In Mark chapter 2, verse 8, uh, Jesus says, Why are you thinking these things? Jesus talked a lot about thinking. It's very interesting. One of Jesus' favorite questions when he was with the disciples is, what do you think? He would share a story. He would talk about some scriptural idea. And then he would invite the disciples to think. It must have been hard for some people. to say, you want me to think about this? I don't know how often you've actually just sat and thought a long time about a, a piece of scripture. So what does it mean for us as followers of Jesus? See, what we think is really important because it shapes us. And if we're not thinking, who are we? We're just a, like a robot going through the motions. And, and we're taught so much today that there are so many things to experience. And if you don't experience these things, you're going to miss out somehow. But then we go home and we go home tired. And we wonder, what did we really accomplish today? Did we just experience more and more feelings at the very surface of life? Or did we really experience something deep that might have really changed us? Altogether. Matthew 22 verse 42 says this. What do you think about the Christ? Have you ever taken time to just sit and devote an hour of time just to think about Jesus? Who he is? How, how, how did he process that the whole thing of coming to the earth to die for our sins? What, is, what does he want to communicate to me today? In your prayer time, do you ever sit and just listen? And think about the scripture that maybe you've just read? Philippians 4, 8, shared this morning already. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Just think about it. Think about it. Joshua 1.8, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Most of the Psalms, you, you see David, he's in his bed and he's thinking about the words of Scripture and allowing them to penetrate into his, his mind, his heart, his soul. Psalm 48.9 says, oh God, we meditate on your unfailing love. To meditate means to do more than just give it a spritz. It's to really think deeply about it. How much God loves you. Psalm seventy-seven, twelve. I will meditate on all your works. Consider all your mighty deeds. Maybe that's sitting on the, you know, side of a hill, just looking out at a sunset and, and just thinking 
about how God created everything. You ever think through that? I mean, maybe get a zoology book and just look at all the different animals. What it takes for God to be able to be that creative. I mean, the more we think about the good things that God has done and how good he is and how much, how, how much he's poured into creating us and the world we live in for our pleasure of the world and the relationship, it, it's mind-blowing. How much do we do that? Psalm 119.15, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Just to think about the ways that God has designed for us to live and how that is meant to benefit all of mankind so that we can live in peace and unity with one another. Um, another one I love, Psalm 119, uh, 148 says, My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Instead of turning the TV on so you can go back to sleep, right? Maybe just sit and think. Think about who God is and what he's done for us. It's, it's not something that we're used to in our culture, is it? Uh, the Jews had a tradition. It was called the Midrash. This is the most amazing thing. I, I've actually done this with some people before, and it is hard. It is hard. It, here's the concept. You know, in the Bible, you see that these times when the Jewish leaders or teachers, they would get together at, at the, at the uh, um, temple. And they would share scriptures, and they were going through this midrash. And what it was, the reason they were there every single day is because it took forever to get through this midrash. It, they would take one section of scripture, and because they believed in their heart and their soul their mind that God was so amazing, so intelligent, so full of life that this one piece of scripture had to contain at least 70 different applications for life. 70. And so they would present a scripture and then they would start to banter and share and think and talk about the different ways that this one piece of scripture could be applied to their lives. That's amazing. You know, you got to try that sometime. Just take a short piece of scripture and, and start writing down 70 different ways this could be applied to my life and the life of my family and in the world and wherever. See, th- have, you, have you read a scripture before and then you've come back to it later and it has a not a completely different meaning, but a, a different application for that moment in time? I went back and I found, <laughs> this was hilarious. I, I found my, my high school journal where I was reading the Bible through and I was writing down notes and how it applied to my life. And, and I, it was like on a, I, I must have lived on a different planet. Okay. But for me at that moment, it was meaningful. Right. See, that's what God wants us to know, understand that there is so much here for us. If we would just take the time to talk about it, to think about it, to share about it. Maybe that's something that you want to put into your family family life is, is when you gather around the scripture, you share it. Maybe, well, give me a couple of ways that that can be applied to your life. 
Now, every, every week we put out a life application, all right? I hope you take advantage of that. Um, it, it's only for, for your benefit, for our benefit, to just not let the sermon stop here. Take it home. Read through it. And then it's all about application. So it's a big so what, right? Jesus wants you to think about it. He wants you to process it. And so that this next next year, as, as we start the year again, um, you might be surprised where we start in the scriptures. I think it's going to be fun for us. But I want you to, to think about what God has for us. Every time we crack the, the Bible open to study the scriptures, we need to be thinking in terms of application. How does it help us to love God more and to love one another? That's the main thing. Right? All the scriptures, all the commandments, everything that Jesus taught really came down to that. How does this scripture then help us to do that in a way that encourages love for God and love for one another? So I want you to to think about this one phrase. Because this is true, I must do. That's application. The Bible is true, then I must do. What is it that God's calling you to do today? To love someone a little more deeply. To love God a little more deeply. And so may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing in your sight, O God. Is what you're thinking about pleasing in God's sight? Is it something that's good, that's profitable, that's pure, that's admirable, praiseworthy? Think about such things. Let it be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock, my redeemer. All right? Think about that. All right, let's pray. God, thank you that you give us minds that um, that are, are really amazing. Um, God, it's amazing to me that we can actually think about so much, that we juggle so many different ideas and so much information that comes in every single day. Lord, help us to weed through the stuff that's really unworthy, that's not pure, that's not not healthy for us or for anyone, um, and help us to dwell on the things that are most important, that lead us to love you more, to, to know that we are loved more than we might be able to even imagine or think. And then help us to to live our lives in a way that reflects your love for us and your love for others. We know that you can do that, God. Help us to settle ourselves, to sit and to think about how much you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.